you sit under the Word for two or three years, I guarantee you, you are going to have God speak to you and start revealing purpose to you. God has a purpose to train you in what you're called to do, and I tell you, Karis Bible College is the place for that. The next two to three years could be the most powerful time of your life. Every one of you were created for a purpose. Do you know what that purpose is? For more inquiries, visit us on 6th Floor Park Royal Mall, Uganda Road, Kampala. Or please call 0200-330-000. Enroll today at Karis Bible College, Uganda by applying online at www.karisuganda.net. Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, celebrating 55 years of ministry. Everything I hear him saying is truth. I know it. The truth in his word literally comes from the Bible. The more you watch it, the more you realize it is the truth. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our broadcast of the Gospel Truth. Today I'm continuing a series that I started yesterday talking about the four basics of hearing God's voice. We have an audio and video teaching on this. And this is entitled, Who Told You That You Were Naked? And you may think, what does that have to do with hearing God's voice? Well, this goes back to the scripture in Genesis chapter 3, verse 11. After Adam and Eve sinned, they knew that they were naked. And they ran and they hid themselves and they made fig leaves. And then God came and called their name and asked where they were. And Adam said, I was afraid and I hid myself because I was naked. And God said in Genesis 3.11, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree that I told you not to eat of? And so the Lord didn't tell him because he said, who told you? It wasn't God that told him. There isn't any account that the devil told him that he was naked. Did you know what told him he was naked? It was his conscience. And let me just turn over here and read this to you. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 16, it says, And the Lord commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die. Now, 
This was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You know, we don't think this way today, and it seems strange to us, but the trees in the garden specifically the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And also the tree of life. These trees were not just for uh, looks, they weren't only for food. But when you partook of them, you partook of what that tree produced. Like this tree of the knowledge of good and evil gave man a conscience. The knowledge, the recognition of good and evil. The tree of life, the Lord said that he drove them out of the garden so that they wouldn't eat of the tree of life. And eat and live forever. If they would have eaten of that tree, they could have lived forever. So these trees caused uh, what their name described. And when they ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, then immediately they recognized that they had sinned. They recognized good and evil. And this is what the conscience is. Over here in Romans chapter 2, and in verse 15, it was talking about how that the Jews were doubly guilty. Because they not only had the intuitive knowledge, that's on the inside of every person. But they also had the written word of God. And he was showing that even people that have never heard the word of God. Are still accountable to God. Because they have an intuitive knowledge of right and wrong in them. Which is what we call our conscience. Let me read this to you out of Romans chapter 2 and in verse 15. It says, which show the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience also bearing witness and their thoughts, the meanwhile accusing or else excusing one another. Because 
That is describing the function of the conscience. And so, one of the ways that God speaks to everyone, everyone, whether they've been born again or not, everybody has a conscience. An intuitive knowledge of right and wrong. Now it isn't a perfect guide. The scripture talks about in First Timothy chapter four. That you can sear your conscience with a hot iron. You can deaden yourself to your conscience. Here in Romans chapter 1, it talks about how you can walk away from this intuitive knowledge, the conscience that God has given us, and you can pervert it. And you and you can actually get to where your conscience actually ha- has uh, led you in a wrong direction. It's not a perfect guide. But every single person who has ever lived on this planet has an intuitive knowledge of right and wrong. An intuitive hearing of God's voice. God put this in you. And this is one of the ways that God speaks to us is through our conscience. And let me just say it this way, that this is the most foundational, this is the most basic way. That God has of speaking to you. And then on top of that, I'm going to be talking about how the Word of God is very specific and just makes it very clear, certain things that are God's will and that isn't. And then when you get born again, you get a spirit that is more specific. And then eventually you get to where the Holy Spirit can give you very specific words. And 
Say things to you that it's just way beyond anybody's ability to know. But see, this is like a foundation, and they build one upon another. And if you don't, if you don't keep your conscience clear. The Apostle Paul said twice that he had a conscience that he always exercised to be void of offense. Now that's a huge statement right there. Most people live a life that they violate their conscience constantly. They know that they should be studying the word. They know they should pray. They know they should give. They know that they should be doing lots of different things. And they just violate their conscience. If you aren't submitting, if you aren't following what you know in your heart to be right, well, then there is no obligation on God's part to give you greater revelation. And more specific revelation about what he wants you to do. Well, that's a mouthful that I said right there. And if you would be honest, the average person, the average Christian, watching this program, there are things that God has spoken to you that you know in your heart that you're supposed to do. Your conscience bears witness. And yet you just choose not to obey it. And if you do that, you're hindering yourself hearing God's voice. You're putting a layer of insensitivity between your heart and God every time you violate your conscience. Let me show you this passage. Out of 1 Timothy chapter 1. Verse 
Paul had been speaking to Timothy, who he called his son in the faith. And he was giving him instructions about how to conduct himself in the church. And he was talking about some people. He goes on to say here in 1 Timothy chapter 1 about a man named Hymenaeus. And another one named Alexander. Who had just gone against everything that God had shown them. And God... Paul said he had turned them over to Satan for the destruction of their flesh so that they could learn not to blaspheme. And as he was talking about these, he said, This charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy. This is verse 18, 1 Timothy 1, 18. According to the prophecies which went before on thee, that thou by them mightest war a good warfare, holding faith and a good conscience, which some, having put away concerning faith, have made shipwreck. This is saying that if you don't have a good conscience, if you violate your conscience, it takes away this confidence from you. Over in Hebrews chapter 10, I believe it's around verse 35. It says, put not away your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. When you have a confidence that comes through a conscience that has not been violated, and you know that you're doing the right thing, it gives you confidence. And it is just a powerful thing. It has great recompense of reward. Right here, he said that if you put away a good conscience, it makes your faith shipwreck. Did you know the word shipwreck doesn't mean that the ship never left dock? Never headed any place, but it was on the way. It got blown off course. It wrecked along the way. And there are people that know things about the Word and know some things about faith. And you may be trying to believe God, but your own heart 
is condemning you. Neno ulioko sango mtu, agezako kukiriza katona, nenga tomu timagwe mundaye, musali domu sango. And it makes your faith shipwreck. Uitegezo mtimagono mtu, wakuta aliko musali domu sango, gule tiro kukiriza kwe, okumenye kirwa. When you are sitting here and you're praying for somebody, buwanga na uina uotu dao, nguina mtu wa mungu wa sabida. And say you're giving them instructions. Osanga kurudolala ngoli omuwe bidagiro chicha inokola about what the word of god says how they should deal with their problem ngogeza kokumube kula bible omulaganti bible yogera bweti chinegamba bweti kola boti and yet you aren't following the very instructions yourself nenga te kurudolala ebigambo benyini nyini byomugisomera akole ngagochimanyi mutima go nawe to biteka munkola your own heart is going to condemn you and say you're a hypocrite and now again you can you don't have to let that dominate you. Nete kurudulala toina kukiriza mpulireyo okubanga yefuga mutima go. As I continue through this I'm going to be talking about over in Hebrews chapter 9 I believe it's verse 14. Nenje tugenda okoyongera mu somo lino ngenda kulaga wali mu Biblia esule yomwenda ndozo runyirula 14. Says we have to purge our conscience from dead works to serve the living God. Ngagamanti okuna zange myoyo jamwe there are times that our conscience will condemn us because we aren't the person we're supposed to be and we need to go ahead and learn how to stand on what Jesus has done and not just stand on the fact that we've got everything worked out that we're doing everything perfectly. Because you'll never get it perfect. Your, your conscience will always have a tendency to show you when you aren't living up to the way you're supposed to. But you aren't supposed to relate to God solely on your performance. You're supposed to relate to God based on what Jesus has done. And so I agree that our conscience is not the the final word from God. But it is a factor. And if you put away a good conscience, you make your faith shipwrecked. And this is one reason that a lot of people aren't seen the things that they're praying. Foreign believing before come to pass because your own heart is condemning you. And you don't have the confidence that you need. And so when your conscience does condemn you, you have to 
Purge it by the blood of Jesus. Kakati omutema kukasta kutandi kukusali omusangu. Olino kubanga ogu ogu komia. But a better way is to get to where you don't have to just fight your conscience all of the time. That you are living like Paul said that I exercise myself to have a conscience void of offense. Ngobera umbulamu nga Paulo boyagamba ntina ye anyikira mu bigambo byonna okuberanga no muoyo gutalina musango eri katonda neri omuntu yena enaku zonna I didn't mean that he never sinned Olunyi telugeza ku gamanti Paulo ti yakola nsobi obati yayonona that he never did anything wrong Obayadde taina wantu wamu weyalemerira okola ebintu nga bwaino bikola But when he did something wrong he purged his conscience by the word of God Nebu yakola nge nsobi yonna and he got forgiven and cleansed of that. And to the degree that he could, he quit giving his conscience an opportunity to condemn him. He was living a godly life. And man, this is something that I believe that a lot of Christians, especially those who've learned about grace, they have lost their commitment to live a holy life. And they just are depending on the grace of God to carry them through. And praise God for the grace of God. None of us deserve anything of the Lord. But at the same time, your conscience is a factor. You cannot just turn it off. And if you are born again and if you're violating your conscience, it's going to be condemning you. Just like it said over here in Romans 2.15, which show the work of the law written in their heart, their conscience also bearing witness and their thoughts the meanwhile accusing or else excusing. One another. Your conscience is either going to give you confidence and boldness. That man, you know you are are doing what God told you to do. And you have a confidence and an assurance or your conscience will condemn you. Today, 
tukiriza nti oweredwa omukisa ne program ene ya Gospel Truth ebadde kutusibwako ba partners ba Anjo Mac Ministries aba Uganda bobanga wandi yaga doctor egattako okubera partner mu byensimbi kuba kusimu ya feno 0200 0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-